0: This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike DeMo, and today's conversation involves the best way to serve others and also grow your business the right way. I've been doing a little bit of reflection on this topic as I've been pretty well under the weather would be a kind way to put it for the last month. And you know, thankfully my family's all coming back to being healthy. Um, I actually can't hear out of my right ear, but that's okay. The rest of me is working just fine. But as I started to look back at what do we do to, I mean, at the end of the day, make money put food on the table, do all of those things, but how do we do that in a way that is, one, repeatable, two, effective, and three, efficient? And I've mentioned in previous episodes that I have my financial licenses and I do work in the finance space And just recently, I was recommended to a leadership position inside of that broker-dealer. And it related to technology, implementation, systems, things that are my native zone of genius, I guess you would say. Part of the blessing of the chaos in my childhood is that I have an ability to see where the breakdowns are and identify opportunities to make a rapid and massive shift to the system and that behavior. And in this interview, uh, there are people I've known for the better part of a decade. And one of the questions that came up and I was expecting the question, but the question was, where do you see the future going? You know, What do you see this role being in the future, and what systems do you see us needing to onboard? It's very ironic, not a couple days later, I was listening to Alex Hormozy's podcast, The Game, uh, specifically... Episode 457, if you want to take a listen to it, it's a fantastic uh, podcast in general. And my answer to these you know, directors of different programs, I think took them back a little bit. You see, in a corporate environment, you're expected to give the corporate answer. I've never been accused nor looked to be acclaimed as somebody that fit the traditional corporate model. It's not my mindset. It's not my bandwidth. Um, just that's not me. But what I do do is have a distinct understanding for the issues and a mindset that identifies creative and effective ways to fix them. And I mentioned to, these folks that you know the company enterprise wise can spend hundreds of millions of dollars on new technology but if we don't have a process in place and our mindset isn't one that de-silos information and make sure that everybody that's a stakeholder fully understands and has situational awareness that none of this stuff is really going to matter so I'd love to answer the question about the next whiz bang, gee whiz little widget that's going to make everything super awesome. But if you can't execute, you can't implement. And I know that that led to a couple looks of what, that's not something we expect to hear in an interview. And that's totally fine. I understand where you're coming from. But knowing the systems for this organization as well as I do, you have an issue that software isn't going to fix. Now, granted, the software that does exist is it's pretty jacked up. It doesn't integrate, communicate. And some of that is a systemic issue that larger companies that were in the game very early are going to face you see the problem is we're now in a cloud-based world and a lot of these major corporations have technology based in as400 or even earlier god bless them and integration is very complicated the best answer is honestly a new suite of software and download the information so that it can be re-uploaded in new code. But that is a massive undertaking that you're probably not gonna to want to take. So as long as there's that crutch on the back end of the system, there's always going to be a domino that's ready to fall that can make the rest of the process inefficient. But to the point of Alex Ramosi's podcast, it's titled Doing the Boring Work versus Chasing the Shiny Object. If your job in business is to bring more customers on and they have to apply to be a part of your organization as a customer, if that process isn't seamless, if it's not easy to get the appropriate documentation and paperwork to do so efficiently, you've already got friction points and there's not going to be necessarily new software that fixes a process problem. Now, granted there could be, and that is something worth going after, but it also requires a mindset shift. And one of the things in Alex's podcast that was very fascinating, um, this was a different podcast, uh, 10 conversations that changed his life, and he talks about, well, you have sales staff because you don't have good marketing. You have marketing, and I'm paraphrasing, because you don't have a solid product. If you had a solid product, the product would sell itself and other people would tell their friends to go ahead and buy it, and you wouldn't need all of these other things. Now, in the space that I'm talking about, that's a little bit harder to do because of some government regulations, but there's ways to do that. I've heard often inside of this particular industry, well, if Amazon decided to move into this field, we'd all be wiped out, but they wouldn't because... Well, at least not now, because of all the headaches that they'd have to go through. But it raises a very good question for your organization and how you can best serve others. Instead of going off and chasing the shiny new widget, can you just make your onboarding process so elite that your clients are so thrilled with the opportunity to work with you that they give a recommendation just based on how much of a shift it is from a service they've been provided previously to the excellent execution that you've provided them. Now, that's before we even discuss what your product, your widget, whatever it is. But if you can make that experience so mind alteringly good, you're going to see a shift in all the other key metrics that you have simply because of that. Your retention is going to go up. Your cost per acquisition is probably going to come down. Word of mouth is free, by the way. So I share these things because it's stuff that you could do right now. And in my life, I have been looking at doing a little bit of that. Um, In some following episodes, I'll talk a little bit about some of the potential clients that have come to me that are looking for help with startup capital or looking for angel investors or like all these other things, but there was some blocking and tackling that wasn't complete yet that makes the process unobtainable. And that's the same conversation. You can have a really great idea, but if you're not doing the blocking and tackling and you don't have your fundamentals in a good sound place, you're not ready to go forward onto the next thing. One of the examples Alex uses is a serial entrepreneur that owns X number of businesses. Well, that's great. But if they just focused on the one business, that one business would do more revenue than all of the businesses combined because there's focus. Now, I remember back in my uh, Cutco Cutlery days, uh, John Wasserman used a analogy, and it was that a laser and a light bulb both use the same amount of energy. One can light up a room, the other can cut through steel. The only difference between the two at the heart of the issue is one is extremely focused. And if you decided for the month of November and December to just have ruthless focus on executing one thing in your business, you would start to see a shift. Let's call that onboarding. If you properly onboard somebody, your cost of acquisition is going to come down because you're going to have more referrals and it's going to be a smoother process. It's going to be less labor intensive. And that applies across pretty much every industry. One of my clients I'm helping, we're actually going to be doing a shift where I'm going to take over some of those roles to help implement and the reason I'm doing that is I have the ability to be laser focused on the key performance indicators that we need to get moving so that the other dominoes can fall you know it's not really a secret but if you had a location that was say brick and mortar whatever it is that first unit is the one where you standardize the process that all the other ones follow you know mcdonald's doesn't make a very good hamburger um you know fight me if you want on that it's not good but what they do is they make it very consistently <laughs> using starbucks as an example i don't like their coffee a lot of people say they do i'm a black rifle coffee guy no free ads but that's what i get but at starbucks wherever you go you get the exact same cup of coffee and that's why people do that. They're habituated. They know exactly what they want, and they know if they do these certain things, they're going to get that certain result. And that's the secret behind their success. It's not anything fancy. It's blocking and tackling, and it's excellence and execution. So that's going to be the episode today. Uh, my big takeaway again is do the boring work, similar to what Alex Romosi said, and. For the rest of this year, just focus on doing one thing at an extreme level of excellence. And if you do that, you're going to see the shift and disrupt your current patterns to create a fantastically successful 2023, regardless of what the market conditions are. I'm your host, Mike DeMo. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on the website, uh, growwithdelta.com. I'll put the website in the show notes. Feel free to reach out there. Uh, if you do me the favor, if this brought you value, leave a review. Leave me a couple stars. It's up to you how many. I don't much mind. But it helps get the word out to other people. We're trying to grow beyond just a top 10% podcast. That way we can help impact more people as we move into this recessionary period. Thank you.